Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. I have my sister Kate with me again today, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, Before we move on, I'm going to read you another poem. I have been doing this from time to time lately. And because we've been talking about sheep, uh, this is called, "'Twas a sheep, not a lamb. "'Twas a sheep, not a lamb, that went astray "'in the parable that Jesus told. "'Twas a sheep that wandered away from the ninety and nine in the fold. And out on the hilltops and out in the cold, t'was a sheep that the good shepherd sought, brought. Now why should the sheep be so carefully fed and cared for still today? Because there is a danger if they go wrong, they will lead the lambs astray. For the lambs will follow the sheep, you know, wherever they wander, wherever they go. If the sheep go wrong, it will not be long till the lambs are as wrong as they. So still with the sheep we must earnestly plead for the sake of the lambs today. If the lambs are lost, what a terrible cost some sheep will have to pay. Now, Kate... There was another story you've told me uh, about your sheep. I think it was in the barn one night. Mm-hmm. Can you can you remember that story? Oh, I yes, love it. Yes, definitely. Um, one of the things I used to love to do was go out to the barn and um, sometimes just sit in the barn with them. And when they, especially if it had been a hot day, they would come up um, around about noontime and sit in the barn and chew their cuds. And um, it was such a peaceful scene I used to love to just sit in the in the midst of it and watch them and be with them Um, it was just so peaceful but there was this one day um, I was sitting on the circle I was sitting at the circle with uh, they were in a circle and I was sitting on the outside of the circle with them but on the outside of the circle and um as I was chewing their card there was this one you and I she wasn't actually one of the ones I'd raised so, but she was part of the flock, and all of a sudden, this one you stood up and looked at me, and she walked straight over to me, and she put her head on my lap and snuggled into my lap, and I was just amazed because ewes or sheep that all do not do that. That was so unusual. It was not the norm. And I just felt that it was a lesson that God was showing me that it absolutely thrilled my heart. Um, And it was a lesson of trust, I believe, as I think about it now, that, that you came over and put its head into my lap. It was a lesson of intimacy and how the Lord loves us to come and put our heads on his lap. And, and as a, as a, as a um, sign of trusting him and leaving it all to him and just resting, of resting in him. Yes, I would say just resting on his lap. That just absolutely thrills the shepherd's heart. And that was not, a, as I said before, it was not a normal thing for that you to do that. But it was, I believe, an illustration 
of how it thrills the heart of the shepherd when if a shepherd will do that and we as um, his flock will come and put our heads on his lap and rest in him that's so mm. beautiful, Kate. Mm. I can remember the first time we came to visit you when you were living up in the Caribou and up in your great big log house. The logs were just so mm. huge. It wasn't a normal log house. And you looked out on the Fraser River. In fact, I remember arriving there and, um, <clears throat> uh, wow, it, it was it was a snowstorm and mm. uh, there was no way of uh, getting up to your house up on the hill. Right. I remember Barry coming down with the tractor and putting our our car and trailer on the tractor and hauling us up. And from that time, we were just about too scared to go out because mm -hmm. it was just too scary to go down your driveway or even get up it again. And so we, it was Christmas time. We stayed home and I made homemade mm, bread and soup so every day. Mm. And, and uh, mm. we just enjoyed the big fire going with the snow all around. And, mm. and you would be coming in with little lambs that mm. had been born and we'd be cuddling them on the sofas. And mm. <laughs> yes, it was just mm. such an amazing That's time. Great, I remember that yeah. Christmas. We, we were all so poor at that time and, mm. and uh, nobody could afford presents. So we all wrote Made poems to poems, each yes, other right. and uh, mm. read them out and mm. still have those poems today. They were so amazing. Yes. But anyway, ladies, we're going to talk about another different subject today uh, because uh, Kate, sadly, my dear sister Kate, she was never, ever able to have children of her own. And that was a huge loss because Kate is the most motherly person, which you can tell as you've been listening to her talk about her sheep and her lambs. They were like her little children and her little babies. And in fact, when Kate would come to my place, oh, my dogs. I mean, I've had dogs from time to time, but all my dogs were Kate's little children. And oh, goodness me, she was just so motherly to every animal that she could ever see. Um, but she always had this longing that she would adopt a baby from China. I think God put that in your heart, didn't mm -hmm. he? A I'm baby sure. from China. Yeah. And she longed and longed, but the years went by and it cost money to get a baby from China. And she had no money. Uh, when they were living up in Canada, there was never any extra money to adopt this baby. Eventually she came down to the States and it got to, Kate was, you were 49 years of age. And I remember uh, hearing that if you wanted to adopt a child from China, 50 years of age was the cut-off age. I said, Kate, you've got to do it. She said, I can't. We haven't got a cent to our name. I said, just start. Just start. And so you took a step of faith and started. Mm -hmm. And and tell us how God was with you as you just took that step of faith to start, even with no money uh, in mm -hmm. your purse. Right. Well, um, I should say that um, to adopt a child from China, I was just looking. I have a, bo a, a total uh, a, a box at home, a big box, and it has all the documents in of 
every document that we had to fill out to, um, to get a child from China. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, it was such a process. And um, of course, home studies were included. Um, that was fine. But I mean, just paper after paper after paper you have to fill out. And the process takes a long time. Um, it was about a year and a half of filling out papers. And um, it never seemed to stop. We all ha always seemed to have another paper to fill out. Um, but as we went along and did the whole process, um, money came in and um, it was, I forget where it even came from, from the church, from people. I think when it got from, to, the, yeah. um, to the biggest sum, yeah, the biggest sum. That the church the took church, a love uh, yes, offering and they right. really were part, they were part of, of it, helping yes. to bring her And then my friend Susan, who came with us to China, she, yes. paid, she paid a lump sum too, which, um, and she's become... The promise is godmother. Yes, actually, um, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, this this friend of Kate, Susan. I should really tell you who she is. Yes, because go ahead. Yes. Um, especially seeing mm. she is uh, promises. You know, she's like a fairy godmother, yes, isn't she? Right. But um, not that we believe in fairy godmothers, mm. but we do believe in Susan. She's the most wonderful person. But Susan is the daughter of the great grandson of President Tyler, yes. and mm. he is still alive today. And Can she, you believe that? Yeah. That is unbelievable. But um, she's taking care of him full time. Yes, mm. um, he's now mm. in his last days, a most wonderful, wonderful, oh, wonderful godly man. gentleman. Mm. A gentleman. Oh, mm. yes. But President Tyler, mm. his first wife died, and then he married again, and then President Tyler's, uh, no, uh, Lionel, that's Susan's father, mm. he was at the end of the second marriage, mm. and uh, that's why um, somehow he, he can still, still be alive, alive today. Yeah, so it's quite amazing. Mm. But I, I just noticed um, something in my a little book here that I was supposed to have the whole book filled out, but I didn't. But anyhow, it says in terms of you know um, receiving help uh, towards the adoption, I had put here, after two showers, with approximately approximately 100 friends who, um, and I can't read my own writing, who, <laughs> something rather, be, they, oh yes, they loaded us beyond measure with three carloads of clothes for promise. And, um, and so I, I've said that and I said, now I'm sitting in the Chicago airport with Terry, Susan, and I waiting for the next flight to Beijing. Susan is traveling with us, and she is a gift from the Lord. Such a blessing. She has helped us immensely already. Yes. Terry has looked at the boarding passes every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, God was so good, and Kate just got in by the skin of her teeth, yes. according to her age, and mm. was able miraculously. Now, some of you may be thinking about adoption, and you think it is impossible. But if God is in it, nothing is impossible. Kate and Terry had nothing, and yet they ended up with promise because God was good and God provided. And he chose. Kate prayed. She'd prayed for years for this child. Mm. And uh, this beautiful child, she was actually 
just abandoned, left in a cardboard box mm. at a government agency. Yes. And so um, she just came out of a cardboard box. Mm. And you didn't get her till she was about two. Two, yes. yes. She was um, um, at a children's welfare institute in um, Yuyang until yes. she was two. But anyway, tell yeah. us about what it was like when you first saw her. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. So anyhow, we were, we, we were taken to the um, hotel um, in Promise. Was coming. Um, she'd come 13 hours on train with her caretakers from Yulin City and her um, communist name, her, d- her name was Dang U, which means communi- the Communist Party, so we soon had to change that. Goodness, that was what it meant, mm, the Communist Party. Yes. And so she'd come 13 hours that day and there was a whole group of us together and uh, Terry and I came down and uh, we came into this um, foyer and there were quite a few of the other mothers had already um, got their babies and they were younger and they were holding their babies. And we came and we were one of the last ones. And um, here was little Dang U, or should I say Promise. And her second name is, I gave Lili, which means very pretty, Promise Lili. And um, she was there and I knew, as I saw her immediately, I knew there was Promise. And... Um, so the director of the orphanage started to talk to Promise and he was quite gruff to her and telling her that, dog, 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 dog. I don't know what he was saying, but that she that we would choose to come to us. But instead, she'd never seen a foreigner in her life. She'd never seen a redhead. And um, so at two years old, she clung to this trolley and she screamed the house down. She screamed the hotel down and she wouldn't stop screaming. She was holding a bag of chips and screaming and holding on to the trolley. And I thought, what have we done? But, and so eventually, though, she, I think she just became exhausted and I just went over and picked her up and I took her and showed her the fish and the fish tanks. And then we took her up to our room and she peed all over me and she was just... By that time, she was so exhausted, she was going <laughs> and couldn't stop. And um, we put bathed her, and then she. By this time, she was totally exhausted. So we put her in the cot in the in the hotel room, and she, she was so exhausted she just fell asleep. And so that I, that night, I don't think I got any sleep because of what she had gone through and. I thought, what have we done? Will it work? But the next morning, I got up and she stared at me. I'll never forget, she stared at me. And I picked her up and I dressed her in this little outfit, a little hat and a little bag. And she just thought this was wonderful. And she held my hand and never let go. In fact, (laughs) the whole time I was there, she would not leave me she clung to me and would not let me go and you would have loved that yes and she would it was tiring but she would not let me go and um but so that was wonderful because um some some stories are not like that some stories are the fact that that they cannot they do not have that intimacy they do not they have an attachment problem but promise was the opposite 
Um, at first, of course, it was pretty terrible, but the next day it was just clung to me, wouldn't let go, and um, she wouldn't go to Terry until we got home. I was the I was the one that um, she was attaching herself to, and forming that intimacy, which was good and which was right, um, as her mother. And um, so when we got home, it was the same. Um, she would not leave my side, but she eventually came round to Terry, and um, of course she began to go to him. And um, yes, yeah, so it was a dream come true because I'd waited so long. And um, I even put, as she got a bit older, of course I homeschooled her, but as she got older, I put her in Chinese lessons for two years. She never learned a thing because she wasn't interested. Um, all she was interested in was in um, the American way of life and the parents that she had. Yes, um, it's mm. been a most beautiful thing mm. to behold. Uh, but can I say this, yes, Nancy? One thing yes. that I often think of and I have actually wept over is that these, um, because of the one-child policy in China, there's been a lot of suffering. Yeah. And that includes promises biological mama. I can't even begin to know, I'm going to begin to cry now, what she has gone through to give her child and leave her child outside a government agency in a cardboard box and to have to leave her there. As a mother, I do not know the pain that she must have gone through and must now even wonder where and how her daughter is doing. Um, one day I was sitting on the bed and I had a lot of papers on the bed. I was trying to sort out stuff and I couldn't find it. And it was a, um, a story on how um, Promise was found and um, Promise happened to pick it up and started reading. She she started reading it and I, she couldn't read the rest. She had to put it down. Um, it was too much for her to read um, and too much for her to take in. So she has never asked me since about her own mother. Um, yes, they cannot they find her. No, they, they cannot they find her. They tried to find her, but could not find her. And she most probably never will. But I know in the heart of God, he knows where that mother is. And I'm sure he grieved. And he's grieved over the mothers that have had to give up their babies. Mm. Yes, but then I, mm. uh, God answered your Yes, he answered prayer my prayer. I know, and, uh, I know. Yes, yeah. I think the fact mm. that, um, well, actually, I'm being very negative now, but in many ways, Kate, you were a bit of a cock case before you had promise, uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying is you were desperate for motherhood I mean you were born for it I mean oh goodness me and, and you know but when promise I was came, functioning but I was yeah oh I know you were in so many areas but in mm. this area was there was that lack mm. and that longing mm. and it affected you, your whole life and then when promise came you blossomed. I mean, you've always had your amazing gifts and your outgoing personality, but there was this thing. And then when you, when you promise came, you just blossomed. I mean, oh, you were born for it. Because we're mm. born for motherhood, aren't we? We're just born mm. for that, you know, just pouring out of your life. And that's what Kate did. She, she was the most beautiful mother to promise. Just Not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but 
wonderful. No mothers are perfect, but just the most amazing mother. And uh, I've, I mean, to just watch over the years, Promise will be 17 this month, just grown into the most beautiful but now she tells me every time we go out in the car she she um criticizes my driving (laughs) well that's typical of that age but you know to watch the the years go by and see their beautiful relationship their closeness and in fact as what you said she held on to your hand and never let go how many years did she suck your arm oh Oh, yes that's (laughs) right she used to she always wanted what she called army and um, she sucked the inner part of my upper arm. <laughs> and that was her comfort. That was her comfort. Yes. Um, because sucking is yeah, a comfort. Yes, suck, she yes just that was her comfort. That. She needed that, oh, yes. Yes, that yes. went on for years, didn't mm. it? And, um, of course, that would be in, in the, if it was a biological parent, it would be the mother's breast. But for me, it was the inside of my arm. Yes, yes. Mm. yes. Mm. So mm. beautiful. And now to just see her growing up in the ways of God and and uh, it's been just such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And it's true, as Kate said before. Not she still needs, there's still a lot of praying to do over her. Yeah, yeah well, mm. that's for every child, <laughs> isn't it? But, mm. you know... Um, but I also want to say, if yeah. any of you are considering adopting, go ahead because... It is fulfilling, and it is, and I just wanted to encourage you now. If some of you are hesitating and have had it on your heart, um, I think it's God that puts it on your heart, and so go ahead with it. Mm. Yes, oh yes, and um, we know that you know there are many who are adopted that often do have attachment disorders mm, yes, and uh, but are. that's a, a, a really a great miracle mm-hmm. that promise never ever had that, no she did she did. and that's mm. miraculous yes. really and it was I, just that first moment you know yes yeah. but that was only mm. a day yes and uh she had just it, it's as though she was born from your womb mm-hmm. and um oh yeah just so beautiful and i think mm. I think maybe one of the reasons for that is that you not only prayed, but you interceded for years and years mm, and years. And think, you had yeah. shared with our mum your vision for this baby from from China. And I can remember for years my mum praying oh, for this I think, baby. I think my mum's prayers have, uh, play a huge part mm. in Promise's life and her yes. destiny. And, and yeah. the way that mm. she has... Just, just been, you know, so attached to you. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen an adoption where the mother and child have been so absolutely emotionally attached, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think you're mm. right too. Prayer is powerful, mm. and uh, the prayers of those who are past, uh, mm. which reminds me, Kate, of how just this last weekend our dear Auntie Mavis right. passed yes. away. That's right. And mm. she was 97 years of age, and she was the last one of our parents' generation. That's right. There are That's none... Right. 
left. Now, mm. um, my, our that. father yeah. came from a family of five boys, and uh, they all, of course, married and raised their children, and, and they all prayed for the coming generations. Now, our parents, our mum and dad, they prayed for us. Mm. They mm -hmm. prayed for our children. Yes. And I know Auntie Mavis, she is the last living one. She prayed for her children and grandchildren. Mm. Mm. And um, But thinking about that, it's a huge... Uh, responsibility. I felt when Auntie Mavis passed away a week or so ago, I felt the that it was an incredible, uh, like it was a, a changing of the guards. It was a passing of the baton. And although both you and I, we prayer mm. is a huge thing in our lives, and uh, we already pray for our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren of the coming generations. But I just bring it there as a challenge to you today. You know, when grandparents pass on or parents pass on, you are now the one who's left. If you don't pray for your children, there's no one else to pray. I mean, no one else. If you're not praying, can you expect anyone else to be getting down on their knees, crying out to God for your children? No, it's you. You love them more than anyone else. You have a heart for them more than anyone else. God gives to you that, that um, privilege and power and uh, uh, to pray for them. And so we are now the, the generation praying for the next generation. But when we pass on, will be the next generation. And may every generation keep on praying. That makes me think of another thing about, about you, Kate, because lots of things we haven't talked about, but one is Kate is a praying woman. In fact, not only does she spend hours with the Lord personally, no, no, always been an intercessor, <laughs> uh, but she, God gave her a vision. It's, I think it's 10 years now, mm. isn't it, Kate? Ten years yes, ago. Yes, it was ten years. In fact, I had lost count because... Um, yeah, ten years ago, um, God gave her a vision to pray in the Franklin Square. Now, Franklin is just really the next town down from Nashville. It's a beautiful town. It's known as one of the best Historic town. towns in the whole of USA to live. Um, and there was a revival that happened once in Franklin through, um, what Ian was Bounds. his name? Ian Bounds, who wrote The Power of Prayer. Yes. And so Kate felt that it was time to intercede again for Franklin. And so every lunchtime, Friday, 12 o'clock, she goes down to that to square. 12.30 Okay, 12.30. <laughs> <laughs> she goes down to that square and anyone else who will come with her? How many people? There's only a few. There's only three or four of us at a time now. Yeah. But that's okay. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I think that mm. revival usually comes through the, the little group, the mm. remnant that are praying. You know, I, I've read about the New Hebrides revival in the islands of Scotland and how that revival came through two women who were praying. Mm. And I will say um, there's one lady that comes called Star, and she's, she's in her 80s now, but she keeps coming, and she walk slowly down there and she's been coming faithfully in the heat and I, I'm amazed and she's just such an encouragement and um, 
how I know it is 10 years. In fact, I had lost count of, I wasn't even keeping count of the years, but how I found out that it was 10 years. And a friend of mine called Laura Beth, she um, came to the square and she never comes, never comes. But this day she came and she walked onto the square with her. She just had a, she had a little young boy. She got married late and had a little boy. And she said, Kate, it's been ten, this is the 10th year anniversary of you being here. And I went, it is because I had never kept track. But I felt like it was God that had kept track. And he was saying happy anniversary mm. of, for being there. Mm. Yes, and so you will be there until revival hits Yeah, I'll just, I'll just be there until they... I can't be there. <laughs> I remember one day you calling me and you said, there's nobody here. I'm the only one. And you said, God's convicting me to uh, get down on my knees. <laughs> you usually just pray standing up, don't mm. you? And I said, okay, we'll do it. So you did it, didn't you? Yes, and I I must say I it, it was it was a quick kneel, but I really? did it <laughs> because you're exposed there. It, it took yes, a, this is it, right it, in you're the, very much the center of the square. You're very much exposed. Cars so are I did kneel, you. and I have kneeled a few, quite a few times there, but Ooh. I don't. I haven't kneeled for a long, 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 long time there. Maybe it's time to do it again. Well, I don't know. Yes. Oh, yes. So, um, praying, I believe that all of us in this hour should be be praying for revival. Um, I believe we are in great need of a revival in this nation. Oh, yes. And I just, uh, talking about revival, um, Friday when we were on the square, this last Friday, mm. Star said, I have something to, to tell you, she said. Um, she goes to, oh, I've forgotten the name of the church, Anyhow, it's a non-denominational church. Um, and she said, one of the pastors um, shared that his daughter, and he said, this is not like his daughter to say this at all. His daughter, out of the blue, said to him, Dad, God just told me that revival is coming for the youth. How wonderful. Yes, and I thought, wow, that is so mm. encouraging. Because, you know, I, I for my, of course, for Promise, I'm looking for revival and for her and for all her friends. And so this was so exciting to hear for me. That yeah. really encourages me too because... One of the and it was not like his daughter to say anything like that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the yeah. greatest burdens that I have is for the youth of this nation, the youth, especially our youth in our colleges today, who are being totally brainwashed uh, and uh, just completely propagandized by socialism and humanism and feminism. More transgenderism. Than Yes, yes. And do you know this? Yeah. I just found out that um, they are paying huge mo- money to surgeons who are, are taking off the breasts of young women who want to be boys. Now. That is beyond mm. it. Mm. We are living in a scary age, worse than mm. Sodom and Gomorrah. We are living in, a, in an age and in a land of, of child sacrifice. 
Mm. I mean, we look back and we read the Bible and of how God came in judgment when they sacrificed their children to Moloch. But here, millions of babies have been sacrificed just to convenience. And it's just taken as normal. I believe we should be crying out to God. And uh, so let's, let's be praying. Are you praying every day with your families? morning and evening gather gather some people in your home and have a prayer meeting we have a prayer meeting here every wednesday night we have been doing that in this home um since i think about 2000 and just well just after the 2000 mark and uh we just keep praying crying out for revival we will not stop till we see it and how i cry out please pray with us too that god will raise up uh, young men and women who will be truth speakers who will come and speak the truth to our young people who are totally deceived today they are deceived they they i just saw on the news um one of these democratic uh, guys who's hoping to be president what is that one bozo or someone they call him bozo or <laughs> something <laughs> bezo or bezo or Who's whatever that? his name is Any, no it starts with a b but anyway he's up there saying that he believes in abortion right up until the day before the baby is born oh, and yeah. then you see all these young people all around him cheering and clapping their hands dear ladies can you believe we live in a land where the young people of our land would cheer about a baby being murdered? I mean, oh, we have to cry out to God. Let's cry for revival. Let's not just carry on our normal days without just doing something, praying together as a family, getting involved in a prayer meeting. If you don't know where to get involved in one, just have one in your home and just invite a few friends and pray and cry out for revival. Yes, let's pray for the revival among our youth. Um, yes, God is doing great things amongst many of our youth, but oh my, um, the majority out there in that secular world are totally deceived and they are the ones that they're getting at the age or are at the age now when they can vote in. They have the vote. They can vote in socialism. They can vote in Islam. And now we have just just happened that the there's four Islamic Democrats who have Democrats who have now um, put forth a bill to embrace Islam as this great religion in our nation. I mean are we standing up against these things? Are we praying against them? If we don't, they're going to just completely encroach upon us. So let's, dear mothers, be uh, mothers of prayer and, and uh, couples of prayer and families of prayer and people of prayer crying out for revival. Dear Father, we pray that you will save us from just carrying on in our lives, acting so normally as though nothing's happening and everything's great. When, Lord God, we have the youth of our nation being indoctrinated in socialism and, and lies and deception and, as Kate said, transgenderism. This is beyond it. 
Oh God, they are being completely duped. Duped, Lord God, save us, Lord God. We pray that you will bring revival, bring the mighty move of your Holy Spirit. Raise up, Lord, people anointed of the Holy Ghost who will speak your truth in these places. Lord God, we are crying out for revival crying out for our young people. Lord God, oh God, they're mutilating their bodies. Lord God, because of deception, we cry out to you, Father, for how much longer can this go on? Lord, we just ask that you will raise up prayer warriors all over this nation. And we cry out to you to just bring this mighty move of your spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen.